This episode of Heavy D and the Ginger is brought to you by Trinity Cider. If you like hard cider and not all the crappy sugar that comes with it, go see our friends down in Deep Elm, down in the heart of Dallas, Texas. They make a hard cider with no added sugar. The taps rotate regularly with different flavors, different options. You can get a flight. Try them all. Fuck it. In this episode of Heavy D and the Ginger, we discuss... Kobe Bryant's death, Eli Manning retiring, which Dennis is long-winded on, and a personality test we take. This is by far our longest episode, and we really enjoyed it. Hope you all do, too. Ashley's going to get closer to her mic next week. Promise. Heavy Eating the Ginge, episode five. Happy Sunday, Ginge. Happy Sunday. By the way, this listeners. Bur- I really went heavy on this bourbon. I did too on my white claw. Well, I had to because we went house shopping today. It took forever. Um, yeah, that's right. I said it. We're adult. We're adulting, um, which is odd because most people think I'm unemployed still after last week. Which, real quick, I just want to thank everybody. Um, a lot of people reached out last week. I know last week was really the first time we got emotional and things got intense and it was it was a tough weekend and I had a tough one and all the people who reached out I really mean it thank you people reached out I didn't even know we're listening to this shit yeah um I couldn't believe I told you like everybody who talked to me and got me through it and I felt better and um on that note most some of you know this most of you know this I actually did get a job offer Tuesday, something I've been waiting on, something I've wanted, something I'm so excited about. I'm pumped. Um, I'm going to be the Midwest Regional Sales Manager for Celsius. It is an energy drink. I'm super excited to just sell an energy drink, not a drink, not a, and be a cooler bulldog, as Brian says, which I really like. Um, I don't have to sell powders and pills anymore. Uh, I, I'm pumped, and, and um, we got through it. Um, Whew. It was who we did. It, we did. It was a lot of fights, a lot of yelling, a lot of questioning, and it was tough. And I'll be the first to admit, I I now also have a little bit more sympathy for this generation behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, you just send a lot of resumes out, and there's you know everybody's like, oh these these Indeeds and LinkedIn's, and you just fi- you're just firing resumes. You don't know who like there's no send a resume. There's no go see somebody. It's just apply and pray and pray that your keywords come up in their shirt search for a person like it was really hard I know I had a recruiter reach out I almost thought I was going to have a job interview with something that would have been outside the industry excuse me that was kind of what I do which is sell to retail space and get those products to move through retail space and things like that and talk to people who may own a small business and I was really excited about that I wasted three hours that day with those recruiters they called me one day and i did i did a i did a phone and they just thanked them did everything i was supposed to do followed up they both mentioned to me there would be interviews early next week and i was like oh this wow and they were like you know the only thing they were worried about was my personality was big to to compare to the guy who would be my direct supervisor who would do doing the interviews and then they just ghost they just they ghost and i'm just like nothing and I'm like, not th- even like, thanks for your time. And that's going in a different direction. Right. And that's the thing. Like, there's such a level now of like, people are just waiting. Like, they knew I was out of work. Like, yeah. hey, how about a, even a fuck you email? Just a, send me back a middle like finger. Said, yeah. We were going a different direction. Like, I, I feel like it would be cool. It would be even be cooler if they just sent me back the Johnny Cash one where he's given <laughs> the middle finger yeah, and he's yeah, got yeah. The, the snarl on his yep. face and he's in Folsom. Like, if you send me back that, I would appreciate it. Like, it's I, tough. I will say that's one thing I appreciate about the past two jobs I've had with Orgain and also now Dermot E. Orgain, the first time they were putting a hold at first, and um, my director at the time reached out and was like, hey, by the way, we're holding off on this position. I just don't want you to think that you're not 
in the running still. We're just holding on. Yeah. And then they changed their mind in a couple of weeks. And weeks I went later. through that before with, what do you call? Yeah. With, with Manitoba. Yeah. Like it was just like, ah, well, I don't know. And blessing in disguise yeah. later down the road. But like, this is the job I wanted. I wanted this job for a while. Um, I'm super excited for the potential of this job. Uh, just, it's one of the, no disrespect to anything I've sold before. This is one of the better products I've sold. I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited to be back at work. It, it, you feel the weight being lifted off your shoulders, and to the people who also helped me get through, and off the significant other shoulders. <laughs> I try my best. You also, because you're so fucking bullheaded, you of course every second, I got this, I got this, and I'm like, I, I'm good. Like, and I did hustle. I mostly know I worked at a store at a, at a supplement store with a, you know, and I know he probably doesn't listen to this cause I don't think he has podcasts on his phone, but shout out to Kenny for giving me hours when he could. And, you know, shout out to even big Joe who took less hours to help me out and vice versa. We helped each other and, and all the people like I, all these people who reached out to me and, and got me through this and, and helped me. It was tough. And, and, and I, don't wish unemployment on anybody. Well, not that's not true because there's some lazy fuckers out there who need a reality check. But d- it was tough, and I, I I appreciate also everybody the last six seven days who reached out, and it was it was really it was really meant a lot. And then obviously today while we were house shopping, well, I oh, think I want to back up and say thank you. You're jumping the gun way too much, and I'm not able to put a word in here because I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> but I will say, Dennis, of everything, I am very happy and surprised with how well you actually did um kind of emotionally stable step up to the plate the past two months like everyone just the one breakdown (laughs) just the one breakdown in the two and a half months like you actually had your head on your shoulders and i was very surprised and we've talked about this is like you're like i'm doing okay i'm doing okay and i'm very surprised with how well you took the situation and And this will come out later when we talk about something later in the show but I do better in that situation. Yeah, I'm just very impressed with how well you handle it, given how you typically handle right. things. Right, because something big like that, it slows down for me. Like for, And this is where it's weird. Like You always say I stress on these little things. Like Prime example, right before we hit record, I'm looking at the clock. I'm, I'm starting the grill to cook dinner. I'm like fucking shit i don't want to rush this you're like, See, we, look, need even be, Pen- we need Penny to be more I'm, organized i'm like we've been sitting on the couch right. for the past been, hour we i took could a quick nap organized penny like literally perked up she goes up oh, he's getting pissed off like little weird things like this trigger me but like that big one i'm like i got this like and i think that comes out in that personality test because part of the, the, the we're going to talk about later after a few things like we took personality tests and they're fucking dangerously accurate um, the things that come up are like uh, the way you want to be perceived and things like that. And, and when it's that big of a problem, I handle it really well. It's these little things. It's the little things like when you don't want to pick what you want for dinner. And I know every guy's like, yeah, fucking, yeah, fucking I'm down with that. No, I mean, like I started asking you what you want for dinner. Like on Tuesday, I started asking you on Sunday at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Like I'm oddly those little things are what push me. And then these big things, I'm like, I got this. We're good. We're good. And then it cra- it, it did crack me two weeks, two Fridays ago, just at the worst possible time yeah. it could crack me. It, it was, and, and it was tough. But I thought I handled it well. I it, it hit me. What's weird is you didn't know me when I was out of work in New Jersey and I was out of work when I first moved, moved here. here yeah. It didn't bother me as much. Be not because I thought it was going to end, was because, as no disrespect to my ex, I felt more like I was letting you down. Yeah. And that's how I, even through this whole thing, we've never really had it. You've never been sick. I've never been sick. Like, knock on wood, we've never had anything. We've never really had crazy adversity other than self-inflicted adversity. This was the first time we met adversity together. And I, the only thing I thought about through this whole thing was letting you down, was letting, and, and that was my fear, was like, do I have to take a job that we make less? Can we not live the life that we've become accustomed to in a way that we do like to do things? We like to go out, we like to live where we live, we like to take trips when we can, we like to have a very free lifestyle. 
I also think it was a matter of me. You know how hard I can be on you sometimes. You and can. And that was the thing. You were having your moments, which we talked about in the emotional concept of everything last week was you're having an emotional breakdown. And I'm like, no, you just got to get up and like what you said. I was like, you just got to get up and you do it. Like you can't. I'm not going to sit here and baby you. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's going to be okay here. Let me pay for everything. Granted, a lot of times I tried to help out where I could, but I'm not going to just here take everything. That's why and my not, dad likes you. Yeah. My dad sees, that's the Sue in you. If anybody knows, that's Sue's my stepmom who would also not tell my dad to be a baby. Yeah. And that's why my dad likes you. So um, and I also, actually know my whole family likes you. By the way, episode five we're on now. And one of the things Dennis talked about. Five and a half, I did. Yeah, sorry, your bonus <laughs> bonus track. I did my bonus dairy We talked about trying to have more like formity of the show and then Dennis just did what I didn't want to do earlier. He's like, Oh, when we were house shopping and then just rolled right over it. I'm like, You can't just spring that into a conversation we didn't and roll look, but over it. That's the thing. No, we no, didn't... no. So let me talk. Oh, yes, ma'am. All I'm saying is something like that, you rolled over it is like it's not a big deal. So we are going to have to have this on another conversation, which is what I was going to say for next week's podcast. Talk about this whole transition and what we've been doing the past few days. Yeah. And then you try to spring it on and roll over it. So I wanted to reel it back Teaser. a little. Teaser. Yeah, but you can't just say one small thing and not even go you into gotta a leave little a lot bit. More. You should know better than that. You can't just say we looked at houses and then going into the next thing. You at least got to say this. Hey, this is a topic for another time. We did. We. That's yes. all I had to say. That's all I had to say. Yes. More formity on just not rolling over shit. We want to adult. We want to adult. We're moving to the burbs. All I'm no, we're not. All I'm saying is this is where it's, we need to have formity in the show that we're trying to have, and you're not doing it. Listen, you've pulled more of an adult out of me than anybody, so just go with it. So now you can go back to what you were saying while we were house shopping today. So yes, while we were house shopping today, obviously the news came out that Kobe Bryant tragically died. In a helicopter accident with his daughter and a few other people and nine now i just nine read. nine they haven't figured it all out who, but it out. there's got to be a flight log i don't know if helicopters i know planes nine do. for sure like i said one being him and his daughter yeah. one two of them i read one was like a orange county college baseball coach his wife and one of their kids yeah. and then i don't know who else yet my thing with kobe is i didn't appreciate kobe when i was younger because I was lazy. And I think as Kobe got older and the NBA changed to let's build a super team, let's tweet each other. I don't, of all the guys who get thrust in the spotlight at a young age, I'm very big on this. This is something, if you know me, I, I defend a lot of guys oddly like a LeBron and an A-Rod where I think they get thrusted into this spotlight at a young age. I where forget, how old was Kobe when he went into the NBA? He was 18. He got oh. drafted right out of college. Right uh, out of shout college, out to Vladi, high school? High school, Lower Marion High School in Philadelphia. Don't ask me why I know that. Oh, he also went to high school. He went to the prom with Brandy, who was a superstar at the time. Was, was when Brandy was on Moesha. Moesha? Mo, I think so, yeah. Moesha. So Kobe's thing is the Mamba, the black Mamba. Yeah. So obviously, if you saw Kill Bill, the Mamba snake is fucking just brutal. It, yeah. it goes for the throat. It, it, it. I post the clip on my Instagram that Kobe's thing is I can't tolerate people who don't strive for excellence. I'm not saying I strive for excellence, but I look at, especially in the industry I'm in, you left. I see a lot of people don't strive for fucking anything. They take a paycheck and sit on their ass, and they're cool with that. I'm very big on because I spent so many years being so goddamn lazy that I look at that now as I've gotten older and I've had to start paying my own bills and I've hit this level. I look at a guy like him and I'm like, yeah, I'm drawn to that. Like the Kevin Hart thing we were watching. This, today, yeah. That, that, that's why I like Rogan. It, it, all the other shit. Is, I look at people like that and I want to be pulled in by people like that. There's a realness to these people that, Kevin Hart, his parent, you know, they're not given this golden plate. They're driven. Now, Kobe's dad did play professional basketball in Italy, so he does. But, like, they have this, like, it's never good enough. And yeah. and that comes out, again, in the personality test we take. Like, they, it's not, like, for me, I never, now, 
I feel like because I wasted so much time in my 20s, my late teens, I was joking. Like, I could go back and change. I would just listen to my dad. Like, that's why I think now as I'm older, I respect what my dad was trying to tell me when I was a kid about don't be lazy. Don't. And I would see my dad. I was like, why are you delivering papers? Like, what the f- like? I, I would sleep and my dad, I have my dad have me every other weekend. He'd wake me up to deliver papers. And it wasn't just throw the paper and walk away at 5.30 in the morning in the ice cold winter of New Jersey. You place the Sunday paper on their mat. So they don't have to do. I didn't understand that. Yeah. But now like those people like a Kobe draw me in. And the fact that his daughter is there. Yes, she's 13. The way she was adapting to the, like, she at 13 was seeing, I watched a clip, I was watching when we were on the couch, they're playing, Vanessa's recording it, they're playing hoops in the thing, and she's, like, pushing them off. Like, she get, like, mm-hmm. she knew how to, like, adapt this, and the thing with Kobe, I think that's going to be the most hurtful, it's, it's his daughter this, yes, but Kobe's drive to be successful, those people that have that, like a Jordan and a Kobe, like... Kobe was getting into the next venture of his life. He was he he had this media mogul plan. He had this whole thing where he was ready to take advantage of it. And he was like he was ready to do that and I think that drive that made him such a great basketball player, we're going to miss out on the fact that like he's could have put that into this next stage of his life and created more great things for people and and that's going to be the hardest thing is there's so much left behind with him. Like at 41, he was just starting another stage of his life that he would have been massively successful at. Dennis is yelling at me right now because I have my phone. I'm trying to find something to show you or read something that I read. And you're whispering under, put your phone down. I'm trying to look I know something. because it's super frustrating when you look, you're doing a two-person conversation your phone's I there. know, and I'm trying to find something regarding this Is this Kobe. what it's like to date me because I'm always looking at my phone? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Like okay, when the I'm difference is now there's a stuff, microphone in time. I know that, but I'm trying to find something that I read, and now you're yelling at me about putting my phone down. Like, people can't hear you. You're like, put your phone down. I'm like, people can hear you. You're still talking into the microphone. <laughs> this will be the thing everybody likes, too. But now I can't read it because Dennis is yelling at me. No, you're good. Go, yell. No, I can't find it. No, go. And now I don't know what it was. It was something about expect the unexpected. I forget what it was. It was an article. I'll read mine because I like my quote. And it your actual quote or no? It wasn't mine. It was his. It was the one I posted. Thank you. Like it wasn't your actual. quote. I don't have any good quotes. Um, the one thing I do love that there all these people are posting. Is that a lot of the pictures are him next to Jordan when he was I younger? Seen those ones. The there's just been a lot. Like they they put him next to Jordan, and I love that because I think him and Jordan are as close as you can get. And I think it, it's come out that like they they just have that cessatiable drive to make everybody better. Yeah. He said, "I can't relate to lazy people. We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you." And like for me, like. I'm like, that's how I was. I was so damn lazy and so, and that's why like that to me is why being at work hurt so much because it's like you feel yeah. like you're lazy. You feel like you're not doing anything. Like, yeah, I was driving Uber in the morning. I was dri- working in the afternoon. I would go to the gym in, during the day. That laziness is what crushes it. And then like I posted the, the he did a podcast for Barstool with A-Rod and the one dude and he's like, he's like, I can't tolerate people who don't give, who don't demand the best out of themselves. Like, he, like, he doesn't have that thing. Like, he's the best. Yeah. Like, it, it, people will say, well, Jordan's the best. It sucks because the guy, him and Jordan played the same position. So every bit, every person who says, I'm doing my all-time top five team, which is what we talked about. Right. Earlier. He's not going to start. He's going to be first guy off your bench, though. Right. Like. He's literally number two behind potential. And there will be people who debate that. But, like, when I pulled that thing up, I was like, damn, he's first in Laker history for points. Assist. assist. No, he's second in assist behind Magic. Like, oh, that's what I was. Like, was he steals, too? Steals, fucking games. Like, he had two numbers retired. Yeah, he's just a – Yeah, two numbers yeah. retired. And the it crazy thing I read, too, I didn't realize that the one thing I don't really follow news no. or media or anything is – 
I didn't realize the Grammys were tonight. And that's another crazy thing. Grammys it's at the Staples Center. It's at the Staples Center. Which is Center. the house he built. Right. Yeah. And it's it's a shame. And it's it's even Shaq's post, I lost a niece. I lost – and those two obviously didn't get along towards the end because Shaq couldn't even match his intensity. Shaq's – there are people, me included, if you ask me my top five starting – my my starting five, and I obviously follow sports way more than you, and that's yeah. going to come out in the next segment, is that obviously – um, Magic's my my point guard. Jordan's my two. Bird's my three. Fuck you, LeBron fans. Tim Duncan's my four. And Tim Shaq, Duncan. Tim Duncan is That's a crazy, fundamentally I the I best basketball player of all time. Oh, he's the best because he played in San Antonio. He's Wait, boring who was your shit. Five? Shaq. Shaq's oh, my right, Shaq's yeah. my center. Shaq was a force. Like those two. Like, and even Shaq's like I'm the fucking top ten five whatever, and. It wasn't good enough for him. He wanted more from Shaq. Like, that's that to me is like, it's so amazing. And 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 I hope, I hope more people realize that. And I more more people realize like, that's what it is. Like he's so driven. And that's what's gonna suck is that he had so much more to give this world, and and he could have turned his like even the stuff with his daughter and that the was why WNBA. yeah the WNBA like he was helping he was like drawing light to that because his daughter was drawing light to it to him and he was like my he, he was on Kim he goes oh she's gonna play in the WNBA yeah she she wanted to like and that was why she was with him and they would always be at Laker games sitting courtside and of course it happens the night after LeBron passes him who listen I I could never be my ego's big and I'm not even slightly cool or famous or talented my ego's big i give lebron james credit for handling the fact that since he's 14 people have watched him he's been on the limelight i say the same thing about a rod that when you do great it's magnified when you do bad with lebron has done multiple times that happens like it gets magnified like he passed kobe last night but hearing even lebron talk about how how important that was for him to pass Kobe shows how good it like how important it was and it's just it's an amazing thing and you know hey tragic i just it's a crazy thing and it, it's tragic and and i guess that's also too because when you have that level of money and you have those abilities to take helicopter rides like as i said to you i was like man like 3 months ago i watched bill burr Joe Rogan go on a fucking helicopter ride on Instagram, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, get out of the air!" Like, Wasn't I don't. Isn't Bill Burr the pilot? Isn't Bill he... Burr's a Bill Burr's a helicopter, and I'm like, yeah. I, I, I can't lose you two yet. Like, yeah, Bill Burr's my spirit animal, which you know a hundred percent because his last special, you he said that thing about, he's like, I crush it, I cook dinner, I do this, I do this. The only thing my wife has a problem with is my personality, and you looked at me and you were like, "Oh, that's you." Like, <laughs> I love everything about you, but or was oh, no, it? No, it was that she still had something to bitch about or yeah. complain or. Yeah, like, and, it was, and it was, he was like, "Did I do anything right?" <laughs> yeah, it was. Just, I forget what it was. And obviously, like yeah, it's like, but when you're these celebrities die in private jets and stuff because they they are afforded to that. Like, I, yeah. and I I wonder if those guys will start to think a little bit more, especially about this one, because Kobe did have a lot to give this world. Still, his drive was going to give us something else, not just a basketball player. I can't imagine though what him, his daughter, everyone on. And he just had a baby. Um, him and Vanessa just had oh, a baby. Oh really? Just like what they're going through, the moment that's happening. Like you're there to protect your daughter, and you are all going down. I don't know. It's just crazy to think about. It's so sad. I don't ever want to. And it's a shame, but it, he. It. He's a great player, and that's it. And it was a big week for me for sports because obviously I did the Derek Cheater Hall of Fame thing, and then of course oh, yeah. he gets into the Hall of Fame. I said my piece. Thank you to everybody who reached out. And then, of course, I air it. And the next morning. Fi- no, 15 seconds later, ESPN's like, by the way, Friday, the Giants are holding the press conference because Eli's retiring. I'm like, fuck. Literally, I was like, I literally took. Dennis's text- second breakdown of the week. <laughs> that was my second breakdown. And this is important to me because the one thing that has been consistent since I was a child, and I've never told you this, my first Giant game I remember very vividly. It was a Saturday. We were sitting at my dad and Sue's first house when they still lived in my hometown of Sarah. And my grandfather Larson said, oh, I got two tickets. I'm going. 
my dad couldn't go. I don't remember why. That's the only thing I don't remember about the day is why my dad couldn't go to the Giants-Cleveland Browns game. And it was at the original Giants Were stadium. Were Cleveland Browns still shitty team then? Maybe. I Yeah, Bernie Kosar was there. They were okay. Oh, okay. The Giants were great because LT was still there. I was a kid. LT and Phil Simms were still there. It, Parcells might have just been gone. It might have been the Ray Hanley era. Um, and obviously Belichick, I think, was still there, but nobody knew who he was. So my grandfather takes me to my first game. And the old Giants stadium... People don't. People from New Jersey who listen to this will know. Giant Stadium is built on a swamp. It's built on a landfill. You, the current one. The all of it. The oh. Meadowlands are the Meadowlands are basically a swamp that over it, from you see New York City. So from where we lived, the thing with the the Giants and even the Jets. I say this all the time. There is a very blue collar feel of North Jersey. It's yes, it's extremely expensive to live up there, but. You would go to Giants games, and the Giants played at 1 o'clock because they were East Coast team. Mm-hmm. So they always had the five, the NFC 1 o'clock game. They were a big market. They played. So the Giants had a lot – in the old stadium, they had a lot of blue-collar fans. They had, they had guys that worked on the docks. They had guys that – North Jersey, hard personalities. And, mm-hmm. and there is a hardness that is formed up there. It's just a tough – area and the old giant stadium was nothing great it, it they had shitty astroturf for the longest time it you went up this escalator we sat in the corner in the 100 section it was cold i, I bitched and moaned but i was so excited because even driving to giant stadium from where we were you got on in woodbridge i don't remember where giant stadium was. east rutherford, rutherford. Okay. so now it's Met, Met, now it's metlife stadium but you, oh, oh, you yeah, came yeah, okay. up the Jersey Turnpike, and it was literally like the opening of The Sopranos. You went past the refineries, and you mm-hmm. went past Newark Airport, and you went past these landfills, and you went past, you know, the joke like, "Oh, this is where the mob would dump all the bodies." And you got off at exit, if I'm not mistaken, it's 16W. If I remember that, I haven't been there in seven years. If I remember it, it Giant Stadium to me has a lot of memories i saw springsteen there the first time which was very important to me i saw springsteen there close the building springsteen wrote a song about it just about how like bring on your the song's called wrecking ball because it's bring on your wrecking ball like we can take it like that's that's the north jersey fuck you mindset that everybody has it's a real tough mindset and we went my grandfather took me and that's where i started my love affair that's my team yes the yankees have been my team there's been consistencies in my life. The Giants are my consistency. They're always my team, good or bad or indifferent. I missed the Lawrence Taylor, Phil Simms era. I missed it completely. I was a child. I saw the 90s Super Bowl. I was like, we're fucking one. Woo. Like, I didn't understand it. Yeah. There was a glimmer of hope with Kerry Collins and Jim Fossil. We lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Then there was a lot of shit. There was Dave Brown. There was fucking Kent Graham. There was some dog shit. And then they brought in... They brought in Grandpa Coughlin, and yes, he's Grandpa. He's <laughs> our Grandpa. He's the team Grandpa. And Ernie Corsi drafted a Manning. Like he's not Peyton. Like I, I didn't. Eli fit us. Like there's this weird thing. Like people down here didn't understand it. They hated him. You see the Eli, like the dumb look. You see the fucking like weird. I, you all know it. The Eli. Barstool posted it. They posted like him shirtless on the beach. As if he doesn't know anything that's going on. Right. Like he has no idea because, but his brother's the most. He just looks like a doofus. Right. But his brother's the most buttoned up player in the history of the NFL. Like I watched the thing where he watched three hours of himself planting his back foot on how to be more efficient. That's not Eli. And it was no more relevant than when they did the 30 for 30 where they follow, they talked about the book of the book of Manning, which is a following of the three. Cooper was obviously a really good wide receiver. He went to Old Miss where Archie went. Archie and the mom and the dad, Archie and Olivia, went there. Like, we're all part of the family. Like, as if you're a Giants-Colts fan, Giants or Colts fan, maybe the Broncos a little bit, you feel like you're part of this Manning family. And Archie and Olivia met at Old Miss. Archie was, people don't realize, in college, Archie until probably recently was one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. He just... 
sadly got drafted by the Saints when they were real bad and it was he got beat up a lot. But like he was a dad. Like he they have home videos and Dennis, there's just, what? I love you, but you're dragging this on okay, way sorry. too much right anyway. now. I feel like everyone everyone are you still awake? Okay. Are you still awake here? But that's why I want you to show you how important this was because most you people just got are gonna, sidetracked. So okay. that's all I'm just Because most people in Dallas are gonna listen to this. And this was my reason why I liked Eli. It wasn't he says it during the press conference because I'm leaving you feeling like a Northeasterner. Like he fit us better than anybody could have fit us. Like, and why I say that is because he didn't miss a game. Like Eli didn't miss shit. He was vanilla. He was cool. And the guy, one of the guys I read an article just said like he was a Giants fan. He was just like, he gave us two of the greatest sports runs you can ever imagine. Like, as a fan of something, as a fan of something, he gave us two of the most me- – like, I remember everywhere I watched his six games leading up to the Super Bowl and the Super Bowls. I remember everything. I remember the parades. I went to both parades. He was a doofus, and I'm going to miss him, and this is long-winded, but I'll tell you right now, his his ability to miss not miss a game due to injury, and this is something I want you Cowboy fans to hear. Durability is a big thing in the NFL. The next man up. And anybody who's a Cowboy fan who ever liked Tony Romo understands how important durability is and how important it is to finish all 16 games of a season and how important it is that, yes, Eli made a quarter of a billion dollars playing football. He's the highest paid player of all time because he didn't miss a game. And I just, I yes, I, Friday I was emotional watching him. He was a doofus, but he was my doofus. And I'm going to take that. Big, and day in, big week in sports then. I don't even know if this is a big week, but. I'm saying big week is in like for me. Eli retires. Jeter cool. gets in the Hall of Fame. Kobe that's Bryant's like, passed away. Yeah. Like, it's, but that's sports. sports. And then we lead into this next week into Super Bowl Sunday. But that's sports. It's the ever-changing reality television show. It's crazy. That's why we love sports. That's the reason people love sports. It's, it's, it's. It's, it feels like the Astro sign stealing signals was sh- like months ago. It was two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? That's why sports are so cool. So I said my piece. I know Penny, it was long winded. Penny even had to get up and be like, Dad, stop. You're talking way too long. Okay, now I'm going Penny, back to sleep. Penny doesn't realize that if she was a boy dog, she would have been named Doc Eli Holiday Larson. She, Penny literally just got up, like, looked into Dennis's face eyes shook her tail and was like okay you need to stop it dad this is way too long-winded let's keep going and then he stopped talking about it and she just laid back on the floor she hates coming up here to watch this listen to this she's like god why are we doing this again but she can't she doesn't want to miss it they both do bella hates it and penny hates it bella feels like we're invading so what else do we do this week was pretty uneventful Oh, then we took that personality test just now. Mm-hmm. Actually, I took mine a week ago. Why'd you take yours? So, leading into kind of what what was... This actually topic was going to be brought up last week prior to Dennis having his meltdown. So, we kind of changed, changed course there. Um, so, every once in a while, I do have a bad day. And I wouldn't say a bad day. It was more like a bad hour 20 minutes where i had a situation with work come up something happened i didn't like the way an email i received was i thought it was a little abrasive a little condescending and i had like a moment of like f this and um i was talking with someone and then later that night i went out with my volleyball friends and we were talking about enneagram tests which i think i'm pronouncing that right i meant to look it up to see if that's correct so personality test one through nine and it kind of shows where you are so I was like you want to I'm gonna take this and see because I I think I've taken one before but I can't really remember if I've taken one before so I did two different sites because I wanted to see what they were and um, if they were correct and if both were the same or different and kind of more about them and I know with these Enneagrams you can actually take full seminars it's they say it's better to do it in person with someone Yeah, but they say it's better to do it with like a certified instructor because then they really learn you and they can really dive more, dive deeper into 
your personality. Is it because they can look at you and see if you're thinking more I, about a question? I don't really know that portion. I just know the things I've read and heard is like it's better to do this right. in person. So I took two different ones to see if I was the same in both. And I was the same. And then I thought about it. And I was like, this would actually be really like, you know, very funny to make Dennis do it and kind of talk about it on a podcast. Because um, Dennis and I, as you know, we're very different people. We have some similarities, but for the most different. part, we're very different people. And even when it comes to our personalities, we're very different. So I took it. And like I said, I was like, Dennis, I took this test. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about our podcast. So I did mine a week ago. Dennis just did his before the podcast. So one to nine, both, both of the tests I took, I was the same in both. And I was a number seven. And seven is the enthusiastic adventurer. 100%. Which, which says enthusiastic adventurer is you are spontaneous, versatile, and distractible, which eh, a little bit. I'm not as much. Mm. Says, let's see here. My top traits are spontaneous, optimistic, excitedness. My strength is visionary. My weakness is escapism. And then as summary, it says you are energetic, extroverted, optimistic, positive, spontaneous, and adaptable. You have a childlike energy about you, often being playful and high-spirited. You seek enjoyment in the process of getting things done and not so much on the result, which makes you e easily excited about things. However, this means that you are often, oh wait, this means that you often have many um, unfinished projects. So, mm -hmm. both of mine turned out that way. Um, then the other one I took did also say that I was also um, a peacemaker and then also the challenger slash achiever as well. Um but overall, I would say that that is me to a T. Yeah. To a little bit like the distractible unfinished projects isn't really me. Some some. No, things. you finish projects. I think. Well, it depends. Certain depends. If it's work related, if you it's work finish, related, you yes, exactly. Um, You'll ignore everything for a work project. Yeah. Most of the time. Wait, I what? You'll ignore everything for a work project. Oh, for I thought like you if I go like, to tell you something and oh, you're yeah. deep in an email or you're deep in looking at a spreadsheet. It's, I'm always like, leave me alone right now. I'm doing right. something. It would be like I was talking Russian to you. You wouldn't understand. You, you're zoned out yes. completely. So I would say personally that that is very much me. Like I nailed this to a T. And that's why we struggled in the beginning of our relationship is because you are the adventurous one. You wanted to travel. You wanted to go places. You wanted to go do stuff. And I'm obviously a little bit more of a homebot. And that was what was weird about mine was because even though my – I just re-looked at it. My – so what were you? I forget. I was a three. I didn't like the second Wait, test you so sent you me. so you took two tests and you I took were two different. Tests. I was a you three. You were not the same like me. And I was a one. Which one is? But I didn't like. Wait, one is the perfectionist. Yes. Which a Sometimes little bit. there is. And then three was the achiever. The achiever. Three is known as the achiever. Threes want to be successful and admired by other people and very conscious of their public image. Which, which is, is very, very much me, you. Which is me. But I didn't like the second test. What was the perfectionist one? Did you do that one or no? No. You didn't. What it was? My second I mean, match. But my second match. What it is. But my second match. Shout out to myself, Michelle Landry. Is I'm the skeptic. Oh. Where I also think, and I didn't realize this. Sixes are preoccupied with security, seek safety, and like to be prepared for problems. That's I, the skeptic. That, yes, and that's me too. Like, even during this job thing, I'm like. What if we need to downsize? What if we need to do this? Like, I also view yes, that your, is very much you. And then when it comes to people, I'm that way. I'm always very guarded. I, I'm very like, what does this person want? Where you're like, hey, friend, like let's be friends. And I'm very guarded, which is also I think of my upbringing from where I'm from is where you don't have because even though you're from Michigan, you're from a very small country town in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I think Michelle and I talk about this all the time. Like, m we always joke, Michelle's always view it like, you know, before she met Tyler and she'd go on a date, like we, she, or somebody went on a date, she'd like, where's your, where's your, where are you at? Like, like that murder, like someone's going to kill somebody. I think there's a very guarded where I'm from 
in Jersey is like a very guarded, like, what are you looking for? for? Why are you friending me? What is the end game for you to talk to me? Like you are the opposite of that. You'll make friends with a serial killer and not even care or not notice it. I'm always like, I want to know what is going on. Like, what do you want from me? What's the end game? Are you looking for free shit? Are you looking for... Are you looking for me to cook you dinner? Like, like I, I want to know when. Yeah, dinner? just I'm just saying. I want to know there's an end game for anybody, and it's weird because, obviously, your adventurous personality was hard for me at the beginning. I couldn't. I I like to have downtime, and one of the things I did was like when I, I noticed like the questions was like, I like me time. Like, yeah. I need to have that. I was like inaccurate, and you were like hundred percent accurate. Yeah, yeah, and. What was it? I'm good for you. Oh, yeah. So then after he took it, we looked it up to see if with the Enneagrams, you were then compatible with another personality. But what I did read is it's more when it comes to that compatibility, there were some out there, but it was more about self-awareness. But it's funny because the article that I did read about it, it said that Dennis both one and three so the perfectionist and the achiever that I was the best match for him the enthusiast the enthusiast was the best match but on the opposite end me being the enthusiast my worst match was the perfectionist yes I didn't say the achiever just said the perfectionist but that's the only thing but all in all, Does this mean we break up, where you break up with me, <laughs> and I have to fight back for you. Right, yeah, because you're bad for me, but I'm good for you. It's not about you. But it's it said me. more that it was that was just one of the articles I read, and it was more just like pictures, and it was it was more just like as long as you both are self aware, um, there wasn't really like this personality for the enneagrams at least were compatible with this. Do you think this helps us? Do you think we look at this and actually look at it now and have like a an actual wordage to this where we look at it and say, because I think when it comes to us, I've been more open to you. Like, I, I think I appreciate what you've brought to the relationship with your adventurous personality in terms of let's travel. Well, I've said it like I've traveled more with you than I've ever traveled in my life altogether. Obviously, I've made more money being with you and I can't afford to do things like that. But like, do you think it makes you a better person because of it? Like, I appreciate that part of what you brought to the relationship is your adventurousness has got me off the couch, has made me live places I don't want to live or done things I don't want to do. I think same vice versa for me as well. You being the more introvert has made me realize like, hey, sitting on the couch and doing absolutely nothing sometimes is just okay. It's great. Because I'm always, I was the type of person that I hated my own company. Like when I lived, oh yeah, when I lived by myself, my first apartment here, no one else. I couldn't stand to just sit at my house and right. be alone and watch TV and. And I do couldn't that. understand why you couldn't. Figure I that had out. to be out and about. I couldn't just sit. Like there. when we first started dating, and it was, it, and we would spend all Sunday together. I was like, you don't like when do you, what, like yeah, I had this structure. It was structure. literally like nonstop. Right. Sun up, sundown, or yeah. till I got out of bed, till I went to bed. Right. Like I was nonstop. There's definitely no sun up, sun up sundown. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. It's like noon. So I know, and I wonder, I wonder if I, I think it works because obviously we're going on soon four years and there's been many hiccups and many ups and downs, but I like the fact that you've pulled me out and made me like even weird things. Like when we extend a trip, like you're working somewhere and I meet you somewhere, vice versa. Like we were talking about San Diego the other day and I was like, oh yeah, we did. I stayed out for a work trip. By the way, we spend all of our own money on those parts. We just, we, <laughs> I just want to clarify because I'm going into a new job that we don't spend company money when we're on personal time. Just shout out to that. We, <laughs> we, too shaken. But like that San Diego trip was fun. It was just us. We stayed at Captain Ed's Airbnb. Oh, yeah. Captain <laughs> like Ed. Like we went to the zoo. We talked about it. We talked about it last week. Like that was one of my favorite trips for us. It was like in, out. We saw San Diego. We loved it. We saw a Padres game. We we discovered bird scooters. Yeah, that was like, the first time. Like, I've I've really loved the fact that we've you've pulled me off the couch where I used to be like I'm going home. But I've noticed because of that, it's led me to do other things. Like we were talking about the Bracewell's Christmas party. 
I think I was more inclined to drive down somewhere for a night to see people and see people or see, you know, like meet new people because like it made me, it inclines me to stay longer because you aren't phased by that. Where before I met you, I'd be like, I got to get home. I want to get home to nothing. But like to me, I was blown away by Sunday. fun. Like I was like Sunday fun day for me is like, I'm going to go do like cardio I'm going to sleep in for once. And it was like sleep in, do eat cardio, dominoes. eat dominoes. That was what I would do. I would work out. I would go to Kroger. I would do my cook for the week. And then I would eat dominoes. I would order dominoes and I'd watch something on Netflix where I'd go. I still and went to Redbox. was like Sunday fun day, out all day, come home, take take out. And that was it. Yeah. And go to the rest. And, and by I was that like, time it was already like 9 right. 10 and, I was and like, it was bedtime when do you go grocery shopping when do you do your laundry like that's what i would do i'd do my laundry i'd watch a movie what's grocery shopping no, yeah it's like, <laughs> yeah. So that thing i made you start to learn how to do <laughs> so no and it's like and even now tonight like you know we're doing this and it's like i want to you know we're gonna go eat like I, I like i've had to like i feel like which by the way i still have to pack i'm leaving for a trip tomorrow and i still have to pack i leave for one on thursday i yeah. go to my least favorite city in america maybe the world maybe the planet Maybe the Orlando. universe. Yeah. And if anybody listens to this in Orlando, just don't even text. Unless it's Ben. Ben or Carlton. You're not even there for, you're there for 24 Maybe hours. Maybe they want to see me. Maybe they want to see me. You're literally there for 24 hours. Well, I don't want to see anybody else in Orlando. Shout out to your friends. <laughs> I hope you all find Dennis in Orlando. Don't find me. Please don't. I, you're not there long enough. I'm not there long enough to call. I even asked you, but I, I did, actually but did. I did of, ask you. You did. Yeah, I said, do you want to stay? About this. That's you're what like, it was. Do you want to go to Orlando? Because it's my birthday weekend. My birthday's yeah. in just over a week. Your and he's birthdays. like, do you want to come to Orlando and stay for the weekend for your birthday? And I was like, I would love to, but. But we're recovering. No. Also, it's a week before and I'm not paying for a plane ticket to go to Orlando. They the were week. expensive. So. But you're so, right. You did. You did ask. That. I did ask that. But that's why I also think like where you're in a relationship, that's what you have to do. Like you have to look at things like that and say, okay, like I know I don't want to be there, but I know you want to be yeah. there. And I almost feel guilty. That's the weird thing about you're the like, state of Florida I'm for me. Going to Orlando, Ashley's favorite place. Right. All of but it's just anywhere. There. It's anywhere south of the Panhandle. I feel like I'm like fuck. Don't like even when I was like because obviously Celsius is based in Boca Raton. I was like. Fuck, Boca's so close to Miami. That's where Andrea is. And then I was like, well, John's there. And then I was like, maybe I could double, I can like piggyback this. Like John and Ariana during the day <laughs> and then Andrea at okay. night kind of thing. And I'm like, I, my fear is like anybody who's like, hey, you got to go to Florida. I'm like, oh, I got to bring it. I got to, I feel guilty. Like I feel like Ashley's got to come to this. But it's I also feel like you would feel that way if like you had to go to Chicago and I'd be like, but you're going to Chicago without me? Because like, you know I love I've been to I love, Chi- which I actually am going not for a couple months. It's one of my favorite parts of my new job is that I get to go to Chicago and we have a big push up there and I, I love to get to go to Chicago. Yeah. There's something I you know we I would have moved to Chicago. I'm literally going to Chicago, by the way. My next my work trip to Chicago is St. Patrick's Day, but they're celebrating the weekend before, which is what Dallas is too. But I will be in we Chicago won't be celebrating. on St. Patrick's Day. So, so, yeah. But I just realized that. Yeah, Chris Stapleton didn't get the message. He decided to come to Dallas on St. Patrick's Day. You mean the Saturday before that we celebrate? He loves to come when I can't go to his concerts. He, I think he looks at my schedule and is like, mm, I'm going to go when you can't go. When can Dennis not be there? Right. What's the most inappropriate day to come? I'm going to set my tour up. So, maybe he's in Houston. I can go to Houston and see him. So. Um, officially the longest episode we've ever done. Why? What is it? Closing on 48 minutes. Wow. It doesn't feel that long. Maybe because Dennis talked about Eli Manning for 20 minutes, that drag on and on and on. I like it. Shut up. He's a... Which is actually okay because I'm getting super hungry now. He's our sweet prince. My steak's already on the grill. Well, this is our cue. I don't think we really had any... That was it. We're going to wrap it up. Exactly. At, we just hit 48 minutes. Longest show ever. Oh, and we do finally have music. We're hoping it works today. Yeah, shout out to your dad. Fuck, I should open with that. My bad. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Good. You're going to hear that before for this anything. part. Um, shout, shout out to my dad. 
Yeah. He called us and wanted to do the music for us. and we He was so we, excited about we it. We knew we needed to do it anyway, so he just sent it to us yesterday. So we're going to test it out and see how it works today. That's why I did the Derek Jeter He episode. did it by himself, by the way. That's why I did the he Derek Jeter. He has his own stuff. My, I was mad my dad wasn't it, internally. I was mad my dad wasn't reaching your dad's enthusiasm for the show. <laughs> so that's why I, one of the reasons why I did the Derek Jeter episode because as I talked about it, like my dad has been my, when my dad got his knees replaced, he sat on the couch all summer cause he had to do it. Cause my Sue is a, is a teacher. So he needed to like make sure he had Someone people there. around. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad watched a lot of Yankees. Also, my dad learned Facebook. So my dad still thinks he can like give us up to date status updates about the Yankees randomly on a Tuesday when no one gives a shit. And they're like working. Right. And it's like, people are just like, you know, and my, and I was like, kind of hope my dad, if I pulled my dad in with like attacking Jeter, because my dad's like the casual Yankee fan, but thinks he knows a lot. And he was just like, and even the guys he tags and stuff, like he sent it to them. And then like, obviously the Dan Patrick thing came out and like my dad's like, oh, fucking, he stole it from me. I was like, he didn't steal it from me. It's it's pretty known that I think Derek Jeter's not worth 99.7% of the Hall of Fame votes. And it was just like, like I wanted to bring my dad's excitement up to your dad's excitement <laughs> because they're both very like loving and sensitive and 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 tell us, you know, I love you guys. Like I love both of you. Like he'll, my dad will randomly text us and just be like, I love you too. Like I hope you guys are doing good. Like I think my dad's happiest day was when we finally just put all of us on a group text message. Yeah. And that was very evident today when he was taking care of my sister's dog and like was like giving us updates. <laughs> I which I will I didn't catch up on at all because I was doing something. They were so funny. That's why I called him a boomer because he's just like he's like the guy who takes the self. Like my dad's, yeah. both of our dads are the the same quintessential middle aged guy wearing New Balances and stuff. So <laughs> or Nike Air Monarchs and things like that. So they don't wear those, but that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're boomers. So all right. Well, now we're wrapping up because now I'm getting real hungry. You're hungry. Yep. Good, because I put those uh, stuffed peppers on the grill already. All right, good. All right, 50 minutes. Killing it. Killing it. We're getting so Sorry close. for Dennis's long wind sports talk. Shut up. It was worth it. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We have will a great week. catch you next. Oh, we're going to have to do pre-Super Bowl? Or do we do post-Super Bowl? We'll see. We'll figure it out. It'll be one of them. It's going to be a good game. Shout out to Gamblers. Go 49ers. Have a good week. Shout out to Andy Reid. Fat guys win the Super Bowl. Buffet at the White House. Bye all. See ya.